everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for June. June. I said June. It might confuse it. Maybe sounded like I said Jones, but I didn't actually say Jones. Or maybe I did say Jones. And maybe it's not just somebody who does like a kind of normal job. Not like a train driver Jones. Or maybe not even, you know, um, shipping Merchant Jones or Fisherman Jones. I've got somebody that takes things, makes them into something wonderful and then puts them out there on the internet webs. Because joining me from the crafting Jones, I've got Sally Jones. Hello! (laughs) That was a rubbish intro, but you know. That was, but you know. I'm hoping... But you sort of inadvertently mentioned my granddad because he was trained out driver Jones. Was it? So thanks for that. <laughs> yes. Is that what is that what you do in your family? You have an entire kind of you, nobody has first names. You're all just no, we don't. Just, we just refer to each other as our jobs. Called by basically what you are, kind of thing. Yeah. So you have like you know Mother Jones or whatever they did. And then that sounds pretty. Yeah, Bursa Jones, <laughs> uh, Teacher Jones, Actuary Jones, <laughs> oh, NHS Staff Member Jones. It's all very exciting. <laughs> Is it not get confusing around about Christmas time? Because you have to remember. What happens if somebody t- changes jobs then? Do you have to have like, <gasps> oh, well, a family get announcement? That's it. <laughs> yeah, the just... flyers go out and all sorts, yeah. <laughs> Do you have like an announce? Is there like a Facebook group? And you have a, a, a well, sticky what we do top. is we get the we hire the official bugler bu- bugler. <laughs> this is how tired I am. <laughs> the bugle player, right. and you know we have a little proper announcement, and it's all very exciting. Is the balloons? There are balloons. There are fireworks. Well, there are fireworks if we deem the job as an exciting change. If we deem it as something a bit crap, we're like, oh well, you can have one balloon and. Be pleased that that's what you get. <laughs> so does it have to be an entire job change, or say if somebody gets a promotion, say if they go from just manager to senior manager, is that just an announcement, or do they get balloons or fireworks for that? They get a sparkler for that, you know, because it's a good thing that they've got a promotion, and we like to encourage that. That you know, let's not go too crazy. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. I'm so glad you ran along with that because that could have fallen. <laughs> flat on its face really yeah um how you doing are you well i'm good thanks i'm i'm exhausted actually i still don't think i'm over uk games expo to be honest but generally i'm well i've got cake i've got a cup of tea it could be worse that's good that's good um 
I'm right in saying that basically you are a person that um, creates stuff that uh, yes. is not one of these people that um, sits around with white pieces of paper, goes to play testing events, and then um, eventually puts something on Kickstarter in the hope that people back it. You're actually um, you're just grafting away, making stuff, um, and on all manner of different types of things which I thought was interesting to kind of get you on and have have a chat um, but it's always a, interesting to find out a little bit kind of about yourself and your history and kind of stuff stuff like that because um, it sounds strange I'm not going to sound like I'm just about to take and um, be quite unkind to the entire demographic that probably not only listens to the show but guests on the show <laughs> but you're actually one of these people everybody's talking about and the dream would be to work full-time in the industry and you're like well I'm doing this full-time kind of already yeah <laughs> so yeah what for people who haven't you know who, who aren't aware of who you are what is it what is it you're doing what is it you're kind of selling so I take games pieces and dice and various other bits and bobs like playing cards and turn them into accessories for you and your home. My strap line is Geek Chic Creations for you and your home, which I think sums it up fairly well, <laughs> provided you know what Geek Chic is. Um, so, yeah, I take Meepo, I take Dice, mm-hmm. D20s. Um, I've got some Pokemon cards, Magic the Gathering cards. Mm-hmm. All sorts of different bits and bobs. I try out different um, products fairly regularly as well and like to expand my mind. And I'm always interested to get feedback from customers and see what they would like uh, and try and expand based on that, which is good. How did you get into it? I mean, did you you do this through, were you kind of like a kind of, did you go art college kind of thing and then ended up doing this? No, no. I'm, um, I did civil engineering as my degree. Wow. Okay. Um, and worked, did spend some time in industry. Uh-huh. Um, and I've worked as a maths teacher and I've had all sorts of jobs, really. Um, none of them massively creative. Um, but I've always been good at doing things with my hands. Okay. And I have to be very careful about how I say that because previously I used to say, oh, I've always been quite handsy. And then that's just not really <laughs> the right impression. <laughs> um, oh dear. Been good at making things. I can't draw. Mm-hmm. I can't paint. Mm-hmm. I can't sing, but I can make things. I'm good at, at that kind of creative side of things. So when, like, when you were doing the civil engineering, were you quite good at the kind of, were you make, did you find that, People are saying, well, Joe, spec out this kind of how this would work, and you're, you're away kind of making a model, and you're coming in. I did enjoy making models, yeah. Because that's part of, um, that's part but, of the thing, isn't it? You actually, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, obviously, it's probably all done on computer graphics nowadays, but it's we, a lot of CAD stuff now, yeah. But yeah, with like, but I like physically making models, stuff like that, the pasta and the cornflake box. Oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> we used to do that with first years. Um, and get them like one of their sort of introductory tasks mm-hmm. to make it seem fun and not like hard work <laughs> and get them to build structures out of spaghetti, dry spaghetti and marshmallows and they get a prize for the group who could create the biggest tower and things like that. That was always good. And making sure it was all kind of 
sound and structurally would work. I mean, is there a marshmallow tower somewhere out there that's been made into a real building? Other I than, just wonder. Other than in my kitchen, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> that that's that that's actually a thing. Oh but gosh. maybe I'll look into it. I'll get get in touch with some of my old colleagues and and get them to get started. If anybody knows yeah. out there of the spaghetti and marshmallow tower, then please uh, get in kind of contact and kind of. Oh can yeah, I, definitely. Can I let us know? <laughs> um, how did you? I mean, you mentioned obviously the teacher. Did you teach him for long then? Yeah, for a few years, I was a math teacher. Um, but I, the reason I started a business mm-hmm. was I actually spent quite a lot of time in hospital. All right. Um, I wasn't well, and I basically couldn't have a normal, quote unquote, normal job. Mm-hmm. Um. And if I was ill, I needed to have something with that flexibility. So I started selling stuff online from home. Yeah. And then it just sort of grew from there, really. Is it something that kind of, is it a recurring kind of condition then? Is it something that you can... I'm better now. I'm a lot better now, which is a relief. Yeah. Um, But there's always a worry at the back of my mind that it might come back. All right, okay. Um, So, yeah. Touch wood. <laughs> so I go and have checkups and things. So all right, okay. So that kind of drove you to say, well, if I need to be kind of not kind of reliable, but I need to have something that I can kind of fall back on, and it can be ticking away in the background, kind of regardless of how I'm kind of getting on. I guess I take it. Yeah. Yeah, and having the freedom to, and being able to sell online and not having to be in a specific place at a specific time uh-huh. because that was not something I could ever guarantee. Um, and then now I'm better, I can actually go to conventions and to shows mm-hmm. and craft fairs and things, um, which is fantastic. Have you been involved in the kind of like the board game community at all? I mean, are you, are you a player? yourself i mean do you yeah yeah i mean i i get asked that quite often at conventions and it always makes me smile a little bit with a little bit of irony probably behind the smile Mm. because i just think why why would i have chosen this niche to go into if i didn't game yes of course i game i game a lot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i've played games since i was a child, I have groups I regularly right. game with. Um which is which is amazing. Um What was the first kind of games that you were playing when you were growing up? Well when I was growing up we were quite a traditional household, mm. so we'd started with like Monopoly, Totopoly, Ludo, mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing. Um and my my parents, bless them, they still don't when I talk about what I do <laughs> They still think, I mean, you know, their go-to is still Monopoly. Oh, well, we found an old set of Monopoly in a charity shop. Can you do something with that? Well, maybe. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dad. I really appreciate the thought. <laughs> and crack on with whatever it was I was actually making. Um, what are you kind of playing at the moment, but, then? Um, I've just got a new game that I've not had a chance to play yet. I got it for my birthday. Right. I got... Um, Llamas Unleashed, which is an unstable unicorns game, yeah, yeah. which I love. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying that out when I have time to game again. Um, <laughs> it's all been a bit frantic. Um, 
that's the that's the thing about running your own business solo that you do everything mm-hmm. um there's so there's a lot of pools on your time and having a stable social life is not something that exists for me at the minute particularly so are you more likely um, to pick up a kind of a game that you can get to the table quite quickly and you can have kind of quick sessions you get time to get into some of the the kind of the bigger kind of your brain burner type games at all yeah i don't have i don't have i did have a group who i played a um pandemic legacy mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. and i used to play in a couple of rpg groups yeah. but because i can't commit to the regularity of sessions unfortunately anymore yeah. because of work basically um i don't I've not done that for a while, so I do tend to have shorter. I do tend to prefer shorter games at the minute, but um, but I do still like longer games if I can actually kind of like carve out a section of time and be like, right, we've got a games afternoon. I've got six hours. I can commit to something. <laughs> Let's go, which is brilliant. Um, and a lot of my friends are gamers, so normally there's at least a few people who will be free at the same time I am, which is brilliant. Jerome, what was the first thing? What was the first thing that you crafted then? What was the first? I mean, were you just sitting around with like with a spare set of meeples or something, and you went, oh, "I can actually, I'm actually going to do something like this." Or how did it kind of first come well, about? Well, the first thing I actually crafted was a flower hair clip. No, oh. um, because I have a second line of product. Well, the first line of products that I created was based on sort of vintage shabby chic things because my other big love other than my massive nerdiness Mm -hmm. is i love vintage things and i do swing dancing like lindy hop and balboa and collegiate shag and charleston um and so i wear a flower in my hair pretty much every day how long you've been dancing for um i started probably about a decade ago i used to teach swing dance as well for a while which was amazing yeah um, I keep trying to get the guys at Tabletop Scotland to make it into a games convention and Kaylee because <laughs> I'm like, you know, you guys have a dance. Come on, let's, let's merge you, my, my two loves. Could you really yeah. imagine? I don't know. I can imagine maybe John, maybe even Simon. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. I, not, get enough <clears throat> beer in them and enough whiskey. I'm not sure. Everyone would have a great time. I'm not sure. I can imagine Dave... <laughs> I fear lives would be lost if Dave took to the dance floor, <laughs> maybe. But he'd be enthusiastic, which is, you know, the main thing, really. I think that'd be pretty good. I think probably Duncan would probably be the guy. He'd be up there, kind of giving it a loud I, I think he'd be a very suave dancer. In the air. I'd love to see. Do you know who else I think? I think um, I think Ben from Unlucky Frog. Oh yeah, he he looks like he's got. Oh, you mean you mean Snake Hips Ben, <laughs> as I like to call him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Josh. I'm sure Josh is like a some kind of horrific dark horse that probably knows. Mm. He probably knows all the rules. He just, you know, I think Josh just pretends to be English sounding. I think when he gets off, do you think, I think so? When he gets, do you think secretly? I think he's a fifer. I think as soon as really? he gets, yeah, I think as soon as he gets off the mic, he's like, "All right, man, I'm just away doing it. I'll see you later, Ben." And he's away, <laughs> you know. And then when he's in front of the in front of the public, that's when he kind of puts on the voice. I think um, it's potentially maybe too late 
for this year. But I think a, a kind of a bit of a bit of a dashing white sergeant, you know, a Canadian barn dance. Um, well, quite. You know, I think that quite. might. I think that might be the kind of the good thing. Do you still? Um, do you still keep the swing dancing? Kind of going on and off, or you just simply not got the time to. Well, I go when I can, but again, like the gaming, mm. I really struggle to find the time to actually go, mm-hmm. and I don't teach anymore, and I've not been away for a, a dance weekend for quite a long time. Um, but I still love it, and I will quite often, like when I'm having a break from drilling things or gluing <coughs> things or sticking things, mm. or when I'm, you know, holding 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 a bandage to my arm where I slipped with some kind of scalpel oh. you know i'll dance around my flat quite a lot so that's good <laughs> i still get to still get to move about which is fantastic um when when did you realize you kind of had it was turning into kind of like a business i mean what came first was it the vintage stuff that kind of came first and then yeah did the game stuff kind of follow up yeah 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 the vintage stuff definitely came first but i started using scrabble pieces mm-hmm. but well not real scrabble pieces because it costs like a hundred thousand pounds or something to have a proper scrabble license it's insane yeah so they're 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 letter tiles right. quote unquote <laughs> um i started making sort of sentimental frames using them uh-huh. and um i got more into gaming because i was so ill i couldn't do a lot of physical activity so i got more into gaming mm. um and then it kind of picked up as I was doing a bit more gaming and then as I got better I started looking at what things I could do and I went and helped a friend out at a couple of conventions mm-hmm. and had a lot of fun and so got more into the gaming scene kind of as a as a community and kind of looking at it more from a business perspective and that was that was how that side of the business grew and Tabletop Scotland was actually my first convention i did with that that line of products wow how did it go then did it go did it go quite well really well yeah really well yeah it was it was amazing i was astounded by the amazingly positive response that i had um yeah it was brilliant well you filled with a bit of trepidation before you kind of came up a little bit yeah yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'd done conventions before, as I say, helping a friend out, um, but with very kind of different things. And obviously it was a new convention mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure how it was going to go down. I'd done craft fairs and vintage shows and things with my other products. Yeah. So it wasn't kind of the actual, the physically being there and selling that I was, that I didn't really know how stuff was going to go down. I thought they were good products, but I'm biased because yeah. I literally make them blood sweat and tears <laughs> go into them um, uh, but yeah I, I was so pleased with the response and the guys who run tabletop scotland were so enthusiastic yeah. and so friendly and they it was it was such an amazing feeling being there um such a it really feels like a community i know we talk about the gaming community yeah. and subsections <laughs> of the community but it really did feel like home you know like i am with my people was what it felt like it was made <laughs> i think no i think it's nice to get into a situation where um because i've done a few conventions with kind of work and there's a yeah. kind of there's a big difference between kind of feeling you're kind of putting on the sale power 
then actually having oh, somebody yeah. turn up at the stall and automatically they're like 60 or 70 percent of the way there in terms of they're already picking stuff up and kind of looking over it and things like that as well and you have a fairly substantial kind of range as well i mean you've not just yeah. got like kind of one or you know you're you've got a huge i mean for 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 example for for tabletop scotland how many how many pieces do you remember how many you kind of you took with you to sell I think I probably took a hundred different things to sell. Awesome. Kind of like vet, you know, yeah. like meeple key rings, but say thirty. No, it's probably more than a hundred because wow. I have. I'm trying to think. I currently have forty different types of dice, mm-hmm. which I have as key rings and earrings and necklaces mm-hmm. and as dice sets. Wow. Um, and I have, I think. Something like seventy different meeple characters, and they have just plain coloured meeple as well. It all gets a bit overwhelming, <laughs> and I just go, "Oh yeah, I have, I have enough stock. It's probably fine. Yeah. I'm probably all right to do a show." Um, but yeah, it's, it's hundreds of different things, and I do because I do quite a lot of variations. I like to be able to give customers choice, mm. and I like to be able to try and give them what what they're after because quite often people buy things as gifts either sort of for themselves as a bit of a treat or for someone else yeah and i really do think customer is king and one of my main kind of ideas when i decided that this was actually going to be a business was i wanted every purchase from me to feel like it was a present so like when someone buys something online, I wrap it all up nicely. It comes with hand-punched confetti. I write a handwritten note. You know, I want it to feel like a special thing because I've put so much love and care and effort into it. And I want people to feel like they're getting something special. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, the customer service is really a big a big thing to me. And you're talking about kind of like the sales patter earlier and i i would say i definitely don't have a patter you know i will happily just chat with anyone and if they're interested in what i do then that's like an added bonus (laughs) which i know is not really great from like a business perspective but that's really what it's like for me i don't know because i just like going and talking about games with people and i'll ask if people have got recommendations for what i should try when i finally get you know, the, the evening off or whatever, if I'm not too exhausted after being on my feet from you know, six o'clock in the morning. I've, I've, you know, I've been in sales for years. I mean, it's what I, you know, it's what I do. It's why I'm quick talking and sharp witted and whatever. That's nonsense. That's just a lie. But um, <laughs> this whole kind of sales pattern thing is just for, you know, I kind of don't, I don't really live about it myself. We always have a joke in the office mm. that you can tell. When a, a a real salesperson is on the phone, because the first thing they ask you is how they are, and they go, "How are you?" kind of thing, and you're like, "Fine, what are you selling?" Mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I never ask anybody how they are, um, because I don't care, but also because <laughs> I'm being honest, but Fair also yeah. because I don't want to waste their time, and I just say, "Okay, this is what I'm here no. to talk to you about." So. I find uh, yeah, yeah. If people are genuinely interested in what you have to offer, then they'll you know they'll uh, they'll tell you 
that they're interested in yeah. what you have to offer, yeah, not definitely. the kind of other way around. How do you um, how do you get the pieces? How do you how do you source them? Is there like a you know is there like a, a kind of a I guess a kind of a big meeple and dice supplies place? Do you go to? Do you go into anywhere in particular? Um, I have various different wholesale suppliers, mm-hmm. um, and some of the bits I do. I don't make my own dice. This is something I've been looking into, but given the the amount of time everything else takes me at the minute, yeah. I'm not going to start doing that. But I'm hoping sometime in the next couple of years that will be I will be making dice myself, um, which would be amazing. Um, but at the minute, I have a wholesale supplier, mm-hmm. and I get the meeple wholesale as well and then i some of the characters i tweak a bit to make them a bit more um a bit more me i suppose (laughs) or a bit more how i would want the characters to look so it's quite a lot of creation goes into everything and everything takes so much time and i hate drilling dice (laughs) There's some dice that are not too bad yeah. and I just end up inhaling powder even Ooh. even with, you know, various masks and things on. But other dice, some of the dice, they melt. The plastic melts onto my drill bit. So after every single dice I drill yeah. of those type, which is about 60% of the dice, I have to then change the drill bit and dissolve the plastic off the first drill bit in acetone. And then, so no. I, I have, I think, about 50 drill bits of the same uh. size so that I can just keep drilling. And then by the time I get to the end of the 50, I then, you know, I can take the, the, the next one out of the acetone and the plastic will have dissolved off. Are so, you? Um, yeah, it's quite labour intensive. <laughs> are you kind of seeking help with your dice dust addiction, then are you? With my well, um, yeah, I need I need to go to uh, DD DDA Dice Dust Anonymous. <laughs> Do you kind of but it's st- so glittery and sparkly. It's so exciting. Do you kind of start off and say well, I started off in the D six like everybody does, but um, yeah, you know I've soon, moved up to soon D- graduated to the D twenty to the D twenties and occasionally yeah. have a, a cheeky D four. Um, oh oh yeah, well everybody loves a cheeky D four now and again. <laughs> stop (laughs) um but do you do you ever cannibalize actual kind of um pieces from kind of games themselves do you ever yeah i have done i've never i've never done it with full game before i get hate mail (laughs) threats on twitter i've never taken a game that has all the pieces i've only ever done that with games from charity shops or things friends have donated that there aren't all the pieces of i'd like to reassure everyone i've not ruined games just to it's kill them you can a bit. <laughs> not even not even terraforming mars then um not even ta- i know you want to you know that you think that it should go die but no, not even terraform. If you give me a copy of it, I will, I will destroy it and turn it into something beautiful just for you. How about that? I would. I think. Um, I think only you can actually take something that is like terraforming Mars and turn it into something kind of 
worthwhile. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's the nicest compliment I've ever had. Here you go. <laughs> Here you, go. Um, you know, one of the days I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get a tap on the shoulder, and then I'm just gonna get, you know, I'm just gonna get a bullet in the back of the head, and it'll be a close casket. <laughs> <laughs> and someday, and then they'll find me, and they'll just be an algae card. <laughs> From terraforming Mars <laughs> yeah. over my slowly <laughs> cooling corpse kind of thing. Yes, um, yes, but you know that's that's not for now. That's for kind of like the. Uh, but I'll make I'll, I'll make the flowers for you for your funeral, so it'll be fine. It'll be a beautiful affair. <laughs> it's good to see that you bring in the greed of your own business in the proceedings over yeah, my death. Exactly. Which is, oh no, I donate <laughs> them freely. You know, of, for such a legend nice. in the gaming community. Don't, don't use the yeah. L word. Um, you know, that's not, that's, not, that's not true. Um, I'd like it to be true, but I don't want to be dead in order for it to be true. Thanks very much. Okay, um, fair enough. Kinda, that's a good compromise. <laughs> thank you. Um, in terms of, because you mentioned licensing for Scrabble, so is that something that you have to be, you have to be kind of wary of? You couldn't actually just take, because I know that you get, say, um, you get some people that make, they do make, kind of dice trays for terraform you know for 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 different games they make kind of like uh, yeah. token trays for terraforming mars they make actually the kind of the, uh, the plastic sheet that you can put on top of it i don't know if they have to seek kind of licensing permission to to actually trade it but is that something that you have to be wary of that you're not actually claiming something as of somebody's ip that you try to be quite generic in what you're offering to stop somebody from tapping you on the shoulder to a certain extent yeah yeah i have to be careful there are some things that i sell that have um branded things on them Mm -hmm. but because of how i have um come across because of they've been sold to me to be sold on all right that is that's a quote unquote safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. fine because that's the purpose of the items um, but yeah, there are definitely things I have to be wary of, and there are certain products that I don't make that I would love to make because it would be crossing the legal line. And I know quite a few people who uh, flirt with that line and cross that line, um, and because they're small businesses, they've not been um, pulled up on it. Um, but I just what's the product? I don't know. I suppose what's the products? That's an, a terribly kind of ambiguous type. Well, some of the things, some of the things I would like to make yeah. are things like like comic book flowers because at the minute I make paper flowers yeah. from vintage music and matte paper. Oh, right, okay. Um, which is fine. Um, but you're not <laughs> legally you're not meant to make things. For if I made a if I made a flower from comic book paper mm. for a friend and gave it as a gift, that's perfectly acceptable because I'm taking something and turning it into something else. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not claiming. But if I then did that for commercial profit, that is not allowed. Even if I don't say, oh, it's a Marvel comic flower, but because I'm using someone else's creative work oh, right, okay. for my profit, that's actually not okay. Right, so you couldn't take like the Civil War, the actual Civil War Marvel comic, and start making kind of brooches and flowers and things like that out of it, because that would be considered kind of using almost their IP, their creative work, for you to then go ahead and make money. Yeah, according to the copyright laws wow. in the UK, that's not okay. 
and I know some people who do things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's actually not allowed. So I like to keep my business in the realms of. I like to stick to the letter of what's allowed because I just don't think it's worth running the risk. No. And I have so many ideas of things I would want to do mm-hmm. that I think would make fabulous things. And sometimes I make things for friends. Yeah. Um, and give them as gifts. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a bit of some. Sometimes I'm a bit of a stickler for the rules, and I just think it's not worth it if you aren't caught. Because I know of a business they created things out of well-known well-known uh, a very large company that has castles in and theme parks and mm-hmm. whatnot yeah. and certain magical princesses um and they said that their work was inspired by that but they got raked over the coals wow. for it as an example and they were quite a small business as well and so i just think it's just not worth it because there's plenty of things i can create yeah. and that i love creating yeah. that are safe so to speak <laughs> would you go down the lines of creating kind of like custom board game pieces then i mean going back to um, like terraforming mars i often see it's not that i'm obsessed with the game i secretly really like no, it. no no of course not darling but, of course not <laughs> um in terms of like you see sometimes people will roll out and they say look i've made these um custom kind of um, counters for the board and stuff like that and they'll have like little geodomes made and they'll have like little kind of uh, kind of grass kind of tiles and stuff like that have you ever thought about kind of going down that line and making the kind of custom tiles and custom pieces for games or is it just too labour intensive and is there not enough kind of maybe money for the amount of work that I have done a couple of things like that Mm -hmm. for friends who requested custom orders but if i was going to do that kind of thing i'd have to overhaul my business quite quite a lot Mm -hmm. to be able to kind of start doing that as a regular line of products and it's not particularly worth it as i say unless it's kind of a favor for a friend Mm -hmm. it's not really worth the time and effort it would take and it would be extortionately expensive because I'd have to buy in things and tools and and whatnot just kind of for one order, which would, you know. And there are already so many people out there doing things like that already, um, and some of whom do it amazingly well, that I just think, well, that service is already available, which is good. Yeah, and then you're competing on... You don't want to go down that line because yeah. then you compete in price, no, aren't I... you, and stuff like that, really. Exactly. And and competing for... You know, like, whilst I'm aware all businesses are in competition with someone at some point, yeah. you can never be completely unique. That's not the world we live in. Yeah. But I do try and make sure that I'm not directly competing with the, with people on products. A lot of my products, you can't get other conventions or other shows or and things like that or you could only get it if you shipped it in from america for example or that kind of thing um so i try and make sure i'm not treading on too many other toes and i try and kind of support other creatives in the industry um and other you know local creatives to where i live sheffield um and kind of bolster that 
you know, because I think indie businesses, we're, we're a community as well. We should all try and support each other. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that that's fantastic. So how is the, why not kind of thing. How is the, um, how is the expo for you? Because you went down to that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I had a standard expo. It was amazing. Yeah. But I was so exhausted <laughs> by yeah. the time I was finished. I literally didn't sit down. Wow. At all for any of the three days whilst I was there working, um, and I didn't have any chance to really look around the show. I had about twenty minutes, I think, on the Sunday morning to sort of run around the other stands and kind of at least see what was there. Oh <laughs> but goodness. the rest of the time, I didn't really have any free time. I think it's quite full on. I think there's, um, I think I heard this from a few people, and I think there's definitely, um, I think there's definitely space for somebody to be like. Almost like a kind of a a stall sitter to allow yeah. somebody to just go around, yeah. and you know maybe somebody who just goes around and and maybe gives people kind of like an hour away so they can go around, or yeah. a couple hours away so they can have a you know have a stall, um, have a have a look around the kind of the other stalls, um, you know maybe I might do that next year if anybody's interested. Uh, well, I would be interested. If it means I can have a sit-down for half an hour yeah. and a cup of tea, I'm definitely interested. I might just do that. And then I might just, you know, and then if people turn up, when they come up, they'll say, are you a wizard? And they'll go, yes, I am. And I'll go, go away. And then you come <laughs> back and say, have you sold anything? And I'll be like, no, because they were all wizards. No, but you've lost four customers. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, yeah, there's people. I don't like people. People currently <laughs> tweeting about the rude person that was at the the crafting <laughs> kind of stall. You know, yeah. I could basically go about and wreck people's kind of businesses. Um, one of the things... Yeah, that maybe I won't be hiring you next year I then. I would be doing that. Um, in terms of financially, is it financially worth doing something like this? Because one of the things that um, I don't think it's greatly discussed um, is... The kind of the return on investment. I know, obviously, you're at the you're kind of at the kind of at the beginning in case of putting yourselves kind of out there on the tabletop type space. But it was a is it more of a case you're doing it to get the name out there, or are you kind of is it you got to make sure that you're kind of covering your costs as well because you've not just got the stand, you've got the travel, you've got like the hotel room and everything like that kind of staying over. Yep, and the van hire yeah. and the insurance and, yep. Um, I need to try and make sure that I at least break even. Mm. I have made profit at shows. I made a bit of profit at Expo, mm. which is, I was astounded by given how expensive yeah. that was for me. Um, but it wasn't. A lot of profit, you know. I wasn't going out, you know, going. Oh well, I can, I can go jet off on holiday next month with all this oodles of money, um. But it did at least pay for itself, which was, which was good. And I was worried. I kind of built in though, from into my finances for the year that I expected to make a loss at Expo oh, because right. it's so massive mm-hmm. and it was so expensive. I didn't expect to make a profit because my my work is so labor intensive yeah and because i met this really awkward size for a business where i am a business so i need to buy wholesale yeah but i'm not big enough yet to be able to get 
everything wholesale like i i need to order things in the hundreds maybe all oh, right okay not the thousands or i need things in the thousands not the tens of thousands yeah, yeah. and so it's it's this really awkward phase um where yeah the costs to me are quite high and then because i make everything by hand like even the even the greeting cards that i sell i don't make them by hand but i design them all and then get them professionally printed to make sure that they are a proper yeah. greeting card that the ink's not going to run or whatever. Yeah. But you know that all takes quite a lot of time. Yeah. No, I mean it's like you. It's like you guys kind of like it's like the, the developers once the Kickstarter's funded, them going to the manufacturer and asking to either get like you know a thousand copies printed or five thousand copies printed. There's obviously there's kind of like yeah. your price breaks and and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're kind of in that in that middle kind of ground yeah i'm in that awkward zone yeah yeah which is which makes it it tricky and means i don't per product i don't really make a lot of profit Mm. on on my product because people say oh why don't you sell to shops yeah why don't why you know i want to see your i want to be able to buy your stuff in like my local gaming shop and Mm. i'm like that would be amazing yeah but local shops don't want my stuff well they do want my stuff because it would sell Mm. but they don't want it at the cost that you know they need to be able to make more profit yeah yeah to make it worthwhile for them as well and at the minute it's only just worthwhile for me um so until i kind of get either big enough to be able to reduce the initial material costs that's not massively feasible unfortunately which is such a shame because i'd love to have my stuff in shops and i'd love people to be able to access it more easily do you talk with our creators then? I mean, is there like an almost like a, a kind of a crafting kind of group where you kind of share ideas? Was there other people that you knew that were going to the expo that you could compare and contrast? You know, was there like, you know, was there like the crafting smith that you were able to speak to, the crafting <laughs> Johnson that you were able to kind of um, share kind of how it went? Or were you fairly kind of unique in, in kind of what you were doing and what you were presenting at the show? I mean, there were definitely other people there with things that they'd made, mm-hmm. um, but fairly different in terms of the type of product. So, like, there were there were a couple of amazing people doing, um, like, fascinators and, and steampunk goggles and things like that, and there's Geeky Clean who do amazing, um, like, bath bombs and whatnot. And so we all create things from scratch, but because they're so different in terms of what it is we're actually producing Mm -hmm. it's not massively comparable really yeah okay but i do have an amazingly supportive group of people in sheffield who all run their own businesses um and we kind of get together and we've got a group message chat thing Mm -hmm. where we're like oh i'm having a crap day and we're like oh don't worry about it i had a crap day tuesday you know and like it's kind of just having that reassurance of like well actually yeah we all go through the same problem sometimes and you know don't feel bad that such and such has happened and da 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 and we're all supportive like oh i've seen there's this course or there's this there who's asking for applications and we all share stuff and it, it is really amazing I don't know what I'd do without them, really. Do you get um, do you get a lot of local business support? And what I mean by that is, you know, in Scotland we've kind of like got 
you know, we've got like the Scottish Enterprise and we've got like Small Business Gateway and things like that. Is there kind of actually um, official kind of government support that you can go to to get kind of help and advice? Or are you relying? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. No, there's there's something called Business Sheffield oh, right, okay. in in Sheffield, shockingly, um, and they give free advice. There's there's free uh, workshops and things you can go to. Um, there's like networking events. They're really fantastic. Yeah, there's a Business really Sheffield fantastic. up here as well, actually. Oh right. No, there's not. That's not true. Um, no. I was like, did they get lost? <laughs> Do they need to see a map? <laughs> That's good. But I mean, yeah, I mean, um, as I think I've said before, Scottish Enterprise seemed to, they seem to concentrate kind of less on retail for ages. They were doing very, very little and used to kind of have to go to kind of small, small business gateway. Um, mm. In terms of, like, say that you mentioned, obviously, you mentioned you've got your kind of your online presence on the website. Um, you've also got Etsy, Etsy, you say tomato, Etsy. I say, yeah, yeah, I say tomato. Um, is that a key part of the business as well? Is that something that allows kind of like a steady kind of cash flow to kind of come into the business? Well, I started with an Etsy shop before I had my website. I've only recently, like in the last two or three weeks, had my website up and running and I still don't have all my products on there. I don't even have a third, I think, of my products on there yet because it takes so long to photograph and upload product details it takes an insane amount of time but I am getting there and I said to everyone who I've met at conventions recently like if you've seen something you want and then think oh I'll buy it later but can't find it on the shop just drop me a message Mm -hmm. because I will have it I just yeah it takes like four hours to photograph and upload one product right okay and because you know just a dice key ring I can't just upload one dice key ring because I have 40 different dice key rings yeah and things like it just yeah, it takes an insane amount of time. Um, so I don't even have all my products on my Etsy shop yet. So I started with an Etsy shop with the Shabby Chic mm. products mm-hmm. um, because I'm not massively technologically literate right. <laughs> and I didn't know how to go about setting up a website and it seemed like more work. And, it was, and the good thing about Etsy is that it's – an online marketplace yes where people are looking for things for gifts for for presents um or already so you kind of have that people people can find you through there who wouldn't normally find you just from searching on google so that's a massive positive which is why i keep my etsy shop open even though i've now got a website too um the downside with etsy or any kind of selling platform is obviously they take fees yeah they take a chunk um yeah yeah um so it's sort of balancing that up and you're also relying on etsy getting their fees right because uh yeah i i'm involved as i probably said before i'm involved in the the marketplaces so there's the occasional story that comes out where etsy have for whatever reason somebody's fallen asleep at the wheel and charged everybody an extra twelve percent or something like that on their fees yeah. to a much kind of a to much uh, furor, as they would say. Yes. Um, right. Is it is it a necessary part of the business? Are you, I mean, would you keep it going even if you know the conferences were continuing to kind of to kind of do well? Do you see kind of a do you see the business without having to rely 
online or on online marketplaces. Um, I mean, have you have you not considered kind of like eBay as well, or is that just a complete? Well, I have looked into eBay and I have looked into Amazon, mm-hmm. and for me, because I make everything from scratch, yeah. Etsy for me was kind of the automatic yeah. place to go. Yeah. Um, but I mean, <sighs> Etsy used to be it, it had to be handmade or vintage. Yeah. And vintage, it had to be able to be proved to be twenty plus years old. Yeah. Or I yeah. think maybe twenty five plus years old. Um. And now that's not the case. There's loads of mass-produced tat on there. Yeah, there is. And there's loads of people selling stuff that they haven't made and just listing it as handmade. And Etsy don't seem to be doing anything about it, which is a shame because I think it waters down the effort and the creativity of everyone who is making everything. Um. But as I say, because it still has the people do still go there for gifts that you you can't get kind of elsewhere or can't get necessarily in your local John Lewis or wherever. Yeah, it it is still useful, and I think again for me because I do make everything by hand. Kind of going on eBay or Amazon, a they take quite high fees. B they're very seller. Well, they're. Um, they're very buyer orientated, um, as far as I'm aware. Talking to people who have shops on Amazon and on eBay, um, and it's, I suppose, partly for me, it's kind of a branding thing. Of you know, I am the Crafting Jones. It is me. I make everything. Yeah. And so, kind of eBay, you know, it it doesn't really have that same vibe you know weird Al did a song about buying crap on ebay you know that's not really (laughs) the vibe i want to associate with all the things that i've lovingly made you know yeah no i think um the thing with etsy is that is that as soon as it gets investment then you've got money men at the back of it um going well we need to see a return on investment what are we doing just now that's not different and then they say, well, yeah. we're kind of, we've got these stringent policies. Well, if we relax these policies, it means we can encourage just anybody to kind of sell on the platform. Mm. Um, you're, yeah. I mean, I see your thing about eBay because eBay is trying to be Amazon at the moment um, in terms of it wants everything with a barcode, which I'm assuming barcodes aren't something that you would, you would even do. I do. No, and Amazon no, does demand barcodes. It's interesting because I know that Amazon try have several times continually tried to introduce some kind of um, made at home, handmade kind yeah. of section, but still yeah. seem to stipulate that people need to have their own barcode for the product. <laughs> where people have went, um, it costs a fortune to get a barcode, so you know yeah. I can't. You it know, does. it's, it's just like a no, it's minute. not. It's like a subscription service that you have to pay every mm. year in order to kind of keep the. The kind of the bar codes going. I have to stop talking shop because <laughs> this is what I talk about. <laughs> the day is kind of um, it's kind of um, interest. Would you um, venture into other things? I mean, are you, are you are you steadily kind of like growing the business, or have you got other kind of ideas? Would you like to take yourself in a slightly different or a slightly 
complementary direction with other things you would like to do? I really want to design a board game because I have an idea. I want to I want to create a swing dance based board game. Really? Um yeah. How's it work? Because I think I don't know. I've not got that. I've not had the time to get oh, much oh, further oh. than I want to do a swing dance board game. I have some ideas. I think I'd base it on kind of a Jack and Jill competition, which is which is like a, a swing dance, a style of swing dance competition. It has kind of different levels to it, and so that could be built into the the game. Is it um, a deck building yeah. game? I don't know. I've re- as a guy, oh, come on. Right. You know, when you like scribble things in the back of a notebook of like, oh, yeah, that would be good. And oh, well, oh, but I could do that. And and I also have an idea for like kind of getting through a through like a an international dan- dance camp game. But that would be very different to like the Jack and Jill game and oh yeah so many ideas okay i have many notebooks full of scribbles here's my idea for the jack and jill dance game it's a card game it's a deck building game okay okay what you do is you start off with a hand of seven cards which have kind of like basic moves okay yeah and the card has a value on it between one to six which tells you the possible number of moves that you can string together in a sequence and what you okay. do is you can play several cards in a sequence as long as they kind of join together so they can have different yeah. colours. So you can maybe turn like a spin into like a straight kind of kind of quick step or drop, or drop step or whatever like that. And then you can change it into another spin, but you can't put two spins together because otherwise, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't work and it doesn't flow. But what you do is every round you are drawing kind of um you play your cards and that gives you points the points allow you to buy more powerful dance move cards that you then put into your hand and then you play your cards that say okay so the next hand you've got allows you to play five cards so you can string five cards together and the idea is basically to gain the highest level of kind of judges points or applause from the crowd Mm. There you go. By the way, I was quite so quiet because I was writing all that down. <laughs> that sounds fantastic, but you can't steal my idea. So no, I'm not stealing yeah. your idea. That's my idea. Okay. Well, I'm stealing yours then. Well, I've that's fine. You can Would have you? that. You can just have yeah. that. I'm not sure Thank about the championship <laughs> at all. It would be kind of strange. Um, if if you weren't doing <laughs> if you weren't doing the board game craft and stuff and the vintage craft and stuff. What would you like to do? Kind of A different craft or a different job? a different craft. If I could say, right, okay, um, whatever course you want, you can have a two-week crash course in whatever, anything. And at the end of the two weeks, you will have the full skills to be able to go ahead and make that thing or do that thing. Is there another kind of craft and skill you would love to, to kind of have? Um, I kind of love steampunk stuff. All right. So I'd quite like to get into steampunk. Um, but given the, I have thought about it and part of my kind of business plan that I did Mm. last year, I did mention that that's a possibility of where the business could go. But given that I have, I think over 500 products 
and I only have two product lines at the minute. I think adding a third one at the minute would just be insanity. <laughs> um, but I love I love that style. I think it's amazing. I think you can make some really beautiful pieces mm-hmm. um, out of out of clockwork and and all sorts of things. Um, and I kind of like the the slightly alternative um, styles, like you know, like vintage stuff and the gaming gaming geek chic, as I like to call it. And you know, I think steam chic that would be what I would call the other stuff. <laughs> Um, I wonder if that's trademarked. I, I like actually. wearing something a bit unusual. I would, well, I will look into it at some point. I'll add it. I'll add it right to the top of my to-do I'm gonna do. I'm going to do it right now. Let's where's Google? <laughs> where's nominate? You're going to get to and register the domain names and find they're gone. Along, oh no! Along with the Jack and Jill dance contest, the swing party it's gone. It's away. Oh no! <laughs> I'm going right off you, Richard. Thank you. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a trend at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm going to create one that's called uh, Richard Loves Wizards. That's, that's just pictures of you with like superimposed wizard hats on. I think that's going to magically like appear. Pictures, somewhere of, pictures of me running running through a field, hand in hand, with Gandalf. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, you so you've seen the website, have you? (laughs) Yeah, just like, and it's a T-shirt, and underneath it just says, "We have passed," you know, kind of thing. And his and his voice. Very witty. There you go. It's not witty. it's a a horrific (laughs) graphic comedy, as is as is everything I say. Um, If people have listened along tonight, and they went, I wouldn't mind um, getting my hands on. some of these fine wares. Where do you exist on the internet? Are we talking about the things that I make now? Or yes, we are. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> my word. Um, where do you exist my on the word. internet webs? I exist on the internet webs at www.thecraftingjones.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at thecraftingjones. And I'm on Twitter at Crafting Jones because Twitter was incredibly annoying and the Crafting Jones was one character too long for a handle. <laughs> so I was very frustrated. So that's at Crafting Jones, but everything else is the Crafting Jones. I know. And you, it's not like you could do a Yorkshire variation and have like, no, you just put no, a t- not really. <laughs> put Crafting Jones. <laughs> yeah. Kind of I think that'd be more confusing. Yes. Um, I've seen your stuff in person. It's fantastic. Um, Thank you. It, uh, I would thoroughly recommend that people go for a browse um, with loaded pockets of gold coinage and buy a few things from you. There you go. Um, that's impartial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to the internet webs. Um, search for us. We're not wizards. You'll find us. Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, um, our website which is dot com, our blog which is dot blogspot dot com. Um, you can find us on YouTube if you search for We're Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast. You will find us there. You will find us on all the podcast catchers which have either got pod in them or cast in them. You'll also find us on Spotify which has got um neither of them in it. But there you go. Um, <laughs> if you like what you've listened to. 
tonight, and I hope you have. I hope you like, and then I hope you go and check out the links in the show notes. Then, um, you know, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, you can go and tell somebody else that we exist, because that's always nice. You can go to um, the Apple iPod thing. I think they're changing it. I have no idea what they've got in store, but we shall see. And you can drop us a subscription. If you like what you've listened to tonight even more, consider giving us a rating or a review. If you are going to give us a rating or review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big-headed. But at the same time, don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us something in the middle, (laughs) like a five. Because it's average. We're just a little bit average. But the person who's not been average is rather wonderful, rather fantastic, Sally Jones. Thank you. (laughs) Like a Kermit thing going on here. Um, There's only two more things to do. Uh, The first thing is to remember that we um, were absolutely, we think wizards are absolutely fantastic, don't we? You know, yes, most definitely. I'm just fantastic, <laughs> wonderful people. Um, you know, just the best, the best kind of. Um, I've never met anything more wonderful than a wizard with his wand. So he likes to waggle about. <laughs> like, I'm stop sure. it! And this, <laughs> and the second, we're just many things, but we're not wizards for goodness' sake. I can't even lie convincingly about these fools. Um, Lazy people. Imagine anybody that uses magic to make a cup of tea. Get up, mate. Put the kettle on. You know what I mean? Could do with the exercise. Bearded fool. And the other thing is to say <laughs> the other thing is to say goodbye. So it's goodbye from Sally. Say goodbye, Sally. Goodbye, Sally. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful. But until the next time, goodbye. Wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.